Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast for witches at work. This is where magic meets the 9 to 5 grind. I'm Jess, your host, aka That Witch from Work and Head Witch in The Corporate Coven. This podcast is your spellbook to blending career savvy with mystical know-how. As a corporate witch, career expert, and astrologer, I'll be your guide to navigating the professional realm with a touch of magic. Join me for a bewitching journey into the enchanted intersection of work and witchcraft. What's up, witches? Welcome back to the final staff meeting of 2023. Yes, this is the last staff meeting until we start the new year in 2024. And so in this week, I'm going to be recapping the last two weeks of December and prioritizing the major transits. I'm honoring the process of Mercury retrograde in Capricorn by going inward and focusing on systems and structures. I shared this for anyone following me on Instagram. I mentioned that there's a few systems in my business that I've been needing to update. I have a few system contracts that will be up for renewal at the end of the year. And I'm needing to make decisions about my client experience as they navigate my website and my booking links. And so I've been putting it off and it's time. It's time now. I need to focus and get it done. Plus, I have been super busy with work. I've been talking about this a lot with my coworkers. There's so many memes and funny reels and, you know, TikToks about, you know, me working the last two weeks of the year and it shows an individual furiously typing and moving their mouse and clicking. And then it pans and shows you their computer screen and they're just like doing nothing in Excel. And part of me just laughs, like, what would that be like? I don't know what that's like to have work that doesn't feel like it needs to be done right now. And not as in I am like a uh, I was to, it's not like I'm burdened with it. Of course I'm burdened with it. It is work after all, but not in a stressful way, just in the way that is like, I need to get it done. I have so much to do and um, I would like to accomplish these things before year end. And it feels like there's just still a lot of activity. As I was scripting out this podcast episode and I was looking at the astrology for the rest of the December, it started to make a lot of sense on why I have this sense of urgency, this need to get so much done and what feels like only a little time. And candidly, even if I was taking all this time off from my day job, which I'm not taking, you know, the last two weeks off. Um, but even if I was taking that time, I would just be dedicating that much more time into the business, into the corporate coven, into the website, into all of these different things. And so it feels like there's still a lot left to do, but let's find out exactly what that means in this episode, right? One other thing that I want to mention is that I am almost completely booked out for the rest of the year. All of my live readings are full, and so now I only have digital options. I'm going to include the link to book for the vocational astrology intensive uh, in the show notes of this episode. This is a pre-recorded reading where I talk about your sun, moon, rising, your midheaven, your second, sixth, and tenth houses. This is just a quick summary of your chart through a career lens, where instead of giving you depth into one placement like the Midheaven Mastery, I actually help you name, identify, and describe 
all of your vocational drivers as they are expressed in your natal chart. I used to offer these regularly. And then I got some feedback from people that after the reading, after the recorded reading, they always wanted a live reading afterwards, which is why I took it down solely so I could offer live readings more. However, I still really love this reading as an option because it's so much more accessible in terms of pricing and scheduling, but it's also perfect for folks who are hoping for more of that quick and consumable perspective. Like if you already know your chart pretty well, you have a good grasp on your sun, moon, rising, mercury, you understand the house system, but you're looking to just kind of self-educate on the career specifics of your chart then you're going to love this because you already have a lot of the language and you already have a lot of the, the knowledge of your chart. But now you might just need to prioritize specific areas and get some support in navigating the nuance of the relationship between these houses or these, you know, house rulers, if you will. And so I love this reading. This is why I'm offering it again. I only have a few more um, bookings available for this year. And so if you want to take advantage of that, again, I will link that booking link in the show notes. You cannot find it on my website. Um, previously, I only shared it with the newsletter, but I'm going to open it up here as well. So check it out. Okay. Let's get into the episode. The structure is going to be kind of similar. Um, we're going to do a check-in question. I'm going to outline the major transits again from now until the end of the year. And then I'm going to just prioritize breaking down and speaking to those days that have the major transits. And I'm starting this episode at the beginning of Capricorn season. So it's going to be very much like Capricorn structure. How do we make the most of what we have before us, the, the time, the resources, the energy, the bandwidth? How are we going to make the most of that? Which is why I'm only releasing one episode for the rest of the year. Um, and we'll get right into it with the check-in question. So what gift would be most meaningful to you this time of year? This is my question. What gift would be most meaningful to you this time of year? Not what do you want? What do you need? What are you hoping for? What did you ask Santa for? What did you manifest? What would be most meaningful? I was thinking about, uh, and I actually reposted this, I think on my personal Instagram account. Um, but I saw this, I think it was from the intimacy doctor or something like that, but they, it was a post about gifts and how, you know, a lot of people, when they say like, Oh, you know, what do you want for Christmas or what can I get you this time of year? You know, how can I, how can I use gift giving as a love language for you this time of year? And folks might respond with, oh, it'd be great if someone could just like buy my groceries if you could just pay a few bills for me, that would be awesome. And I think sometimes people respond in this way and almost in jest as kind of like a, a funny thing. Like, you know, it's been a tough economy. It's been a tough financial year. Right. And so this feeling of like, Oh, it'd be nice if we could just take care of some of my most basic needs. But in truth, that could be a really meaningful way to show your love for someone. And if someone were to gift that to you, say a tank of gas or um, an actual like meal or something like that, like that, that could mean a lot. I found myself saying to a coworker early, earlier this week, they said to me, oh, can I, can I mother you? I don't think you've been eating. And I thought, oh, yes, mother me, take care of me. Just make sure that's like that I'm meeting my most basic and essential needs right now. That is what I need. And that would be really meaningful. And 
some people, you might be one of the ones out there thinking, oh, that's no fun. That's no fun. That's taking the, the fun out of gift giving. I don't want to get you something you need. I want to get you something that you wouldn't buy for yourself. But it's kind of like, well, the reason I'm not buying that for myself is because I'm having to meet my other needs right now, right? So I want to ask you, what would be most meaningful to you this time of year? What do you really need? What would make the biggest difference to you right now? The archetype of Capricorn is represented by the sea goat. And as a Capricorn myself, as a child, when I first learned, you know, my sun sign and I saw all the imagery for Capricorn and I saw this goat mermaid thing, I didn't get it. And I also didn't feel the need to get it. I never explored it. Even as I became, you know, an astrology student and I started offering readings professionally, I never really like dug into uh, the depth of like why the archetypes are the way that they are. It wasn't why is Capricorn the sea goat. It just was Capricorn is the sea goat. And it wasn't until I learned more about the Capricorn symbol from Christopher Renstrom that I really became much more interested in that specific aspect of astrology. And if you're curious yourself, then I definitely would recommend purchasing some of Christopher's books, um, listening to his lectures, following him on Instagram. His daily horoscopes are some of my absolute favorite to read. If you are able to listen to conference lectures, he's often featured on the Astrology Hub podcast. His episodes are the really the only ones that I listen to. Um, he's one of my favorite astrologers. And so I recommend checking out his work if you want to learn more about the way that he teaches. But reflecting on how he taught this to me when I was in one of his classes, you know, when I think about Capricorn season, I really think about what is built to last and to sustain. Part of the benefit of investing in high quality furniture or plateware or clothing is that you don't have to buy more and replace it. It can actually become a family heirloom because it can be used and used again and used again and used again throughout generations. This is the time of Saturn, right? This is lasting beyond regular boundaries or regular expiration dates. It's meaningful because it's been used and loved and passed down for such a long time without losing quality of the structure. And so this is what's inspiring the check-in question. What gift would be most meaningful to you? What gift would help you sustain your life right now? Let's review the major transits because I'm releasing this episode on the day of the solstice. We're releasing this on December 21st, the official start of Capricorn season. This is the first major transit of the second to last week of December and the first one that we'll talk about in this episode. But there's, like I said, quite a lot that we have to get through before the end of the year. So let's list them out. 1221 Capricorn season begins as the sun ingresses into this sign. On December 22nd, we have the Mercury retrograde Kazemi, where Mercury will pass through the heart of the sun. And then on December 23rd, Mercury retrogrades back into the sign of Sagittarius. 
1226, we have the full moon in Cancer. On December 27th, Mercury retrograde conjoins Mars in Sagittarius. On December 29th, Venus moves into the sign of Sagittarius. And finally, to close out the end of the year, on December 30th, Jupiter stations direct in Taurus. So there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot to experience before we officially close out 2023. Let's break it down day by day. Okay. Capricorn season. You know, I, I just, I freaking love Capricorn season. It's my season. I'm finally in, in the movement. I mean, the vibe, like everything is kind of centering around this like core identity of myself. Um, but let's see how like, how, like the actual like season might start, right? Like I, I like looking at how does this open? What's like, what's the astrology of the moment we begin Capricorn consciousness? So on Thursday, the 21st, we actually open with an Aries moon, which y'all know that I love. And it's an Aries moon conjunct the North Node. And so it's another one of those faded days or faded mornings where your ambition is directed towards something meaningful. It feels karmic. It feels purposeful. And if it doesn't feel it yet, it could be one of those mornings that when you look back, you see that it was meaningful in some way. This happens a lot in, in the career development theory planned happenstance. And I've mentioned this before in previous episodes and with clients. Uh, then the idea is that, you know, as long as you remain open and curious and you're willing to move forward, you'll always find yourself where you need to be in your career. And it might seem random at first, but when you look back, you can see that there really was a path that you were following. And it kind of feels like the stars aligned and got me to where I am today. And that's so often what people say in their career. You know, I supported the CEO of a company and I remember learning about their career history and thinking, you know, from what you did from high school to college to your first real like job after graduating makes no sense. But at the same time, as they were nearing the end of their career, looking back, they could see how everything was kind of coming together for them. And just again, if it doesn't feel that way in the moment, looking back, it might feel that way. The sun moves into Capricorn actually around 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So it actually moves into Capricorn consciousness like pretty late in the day. Um, and so once it moves officially, we see that the moon moves into the sign of exaltation in Taurus. And so this actually feels really, really special to me. This is why I wanted to name it is that in the morning you have this uh, fiery alignment, right? And it feels mm, like bold and bright and big and and um, maybe like ambitious or motivating it's exciting to you but then later that night when we officially start capricorn season we have an immediate trine to an exalted moon and this is going to give us an emphasis on stability resourcing financing and value I think it's worth noting that both luminaries are super close to other planets in their retrograde cycles, the sun with Mercury and the moon with Jupiter, each forming a sextile to Saturn in Pisces. And so while there's a stabilizing quality, it also feels like a slow down and rest way to end the day. This is the official like last day for me at work. I'm going to take the 22nd off of work and then I won't return until I don't know like the 27th or something like that and the 28th I return on the 28th and so it really does kind of feel like oh okay like 
kind of done with one big body of work. And while there is still work to be done and it's actually going to be like, oh, like, let me now hurry and catch up on all the other responsibilities that I have that I haven't been giving attention to, such as the back end system structure of the business. Or actually, I put my uh, holiday gifts in the mail. So check plus there, but there's always like last minute gifts and people that I forgot and things like that. So it's going to be like a slow down and rest and maybe start thinking about all the rest of the things that you need to do right before we really close out the season. On December 22nd, we have the Mercury retrograde Kazemi. And so, you know, Mercury is in the heart of the sun. This is a moment described as purification and renewal. It's like all of the excess or lack of clarity or confusing things are kind of burned away by the sun and it emerges renewed with a clear concept or a clear strategy. Like you can see things clearly now and as they really are. Lately or recently, um, my leader at work actually referenced this concept from Jim Collins in uh, his book, Good to Great. And it's about being able to confront brutal facts. This is an important part of, you know, development and growth. Um, it's really being able to acknowledge the brutal reality of a situation. And that's what this aspect is actually reminding me of. It's Saturn. And so it's harsh and it's factual. It's not emotional. And you need this reality check and this Saturnian experience. So expect some things to be clarified. Um, you can also think of this as like alignment again, you know, again, the, the sun is the ruler. It's the monarch. It's, I was going to say the deity, but that wouldn't be correct. It's really like the king, the leader, the authority here. And as Mercury gets closer to the leader, it's almost like getting back with your leader and they're clarifying the expectations of like, Hey, you've been prioritizing project a, so I just want to bring you in here again and let you know that project B is the priority. I don't want to see you touching project a anymore until project B gets progress. And this is what it needs to look like. And that conversation might hurt. It might be difficult. Okay. It might be uncomfortable, but that's the brutal reality. And you need that contrast and you need that uh, check and balance, right? Remember, it might be harsh, but it will be uh, a little less emotional and a little bit more focused on the output. On December 23rd, Mercury retrogrades back into Sagittarius. And so this is a funny juxtaposition as well, because we kind of have this like build up in Sagittarius before the transition into Capricorn consciousness, right? But then Mercury goes right back in there. And so there's this interesting experience of like uh, hot and cold, hurry up, wait. It, it might feel like a whiplash, especially because it's a retrograde. And so this idea of like, wait a minute, didn't we just do that? I thought we just talked about this. I thought we were on the same page. It might be a little bit of that, um, but it's almost like returning to the vision Maybe you started with this big idea like, hey, I'm going to do this like, big rebranding. I'm I'm going to apply for this totally different position. I'm going to develop this brand new strategy. I'm going to start this brand new relationship, whatever it is. I'm going to, I'm going to do I'm going to do this thing. I have this big idea. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to go work on it. 
And so then you start getting into it, right? And you start thinking, okay, well, what are the systems that I need to use? What is the scope? What's the project charter? Who are my stakeholders? What are these other things? And you kind of stopped thinking about the big picture. You stopped thinking about the view at the top of the mountain and all you're focusing on are the steps that you have to take to get there. And so it almost feels like this coming back, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, before you get too far, like too far along in this, let me bring you back and realign on the vision. It takes us back to our why. Why did we want this in the first place? Why were we working so hard all this time? What is it really for? What's the big picture? Mars at this time is going to be hitting the degree of the new moon in Sagittarius that we had on December 12th. And so if you think back on those new moon manifestations, this might be the universe asking you to prove how much you're willing to work for it. I mentioned this in a previous staff meeting, but this is one of those like, mm, I, I don't want to assume everyone's experience. I was going to say like, this is one of those like sticky situations and manifestation where it's like, uh, you know, the reason why it's not coming to you is because you're, you're working too hard for it. You're focusing too hard on, and, on it not being there. But at the same time, you can't just, uh, or, you know, a lot of people might say that you don't just say, oh, I want this to happen. And then you just leave it alone. It's the combination of aligning your action, your intentions, your thoughts, your beliefs, your relationships. It's about aligning everything to what you are trying to bring into your life and then trusting that that act of consistent realignment is what makes you a vibrational match to it and allows it to, to come to you more quickly, right? To accelerate the process but there is an active part in, in the way that I believe, in the way that I practice, there is an active part for you. Okay, so this is a moment of, are you willing to work for it? How hard are you willing to work for it? Or maybe even just a callback of like, don't you remember what you were asking for just a few weeks ago? Didn't you ask for this? Isn't this part of how you wanted it delivered? You wanted a promotion, you wanted like more money. Well, didn't you think you'd have to maybe put in a little bit of work to get there? Maybe? Unless we, I don't know. I was about to make a joke about nepotism, but I'll refrain. I'll back it up. I do want to talk about Christmas Day really quickly just because it's not a major transit, but I don't know. It's like Christmas Day. Let's, let's talk about it. What's happening on December 25th? Well, on this day, Mars forms an exact trine to the North Node and Venus forms a trine to Neptune. So this is the other reason why I wanted to bring it up is because there's actually some interesting alignments happening on this day. It made me think that this could be big feelings, nostalgia. Um, you know, transparently, this will be this will be my family's first Christmas without our dog Millie, without my father-in-law. There's another one of my family members who passed away earlier in the month of December. And I know that their family will definitely be in mourning. And it reminds me of what we talked about at the beginning of Venus and Scorpio and the sad party being thrown this year. You know, initially when I was scripting out that episode and recording that episode, I was talking about the celebration of the macabre. It's, um, it's a party, but it's dark and it's kind of sad. It's, it's gothic. You know, there's this darkness to it. And I noticed it 
in the excess of creepy Christmas art and memes and other content on social media. And I've been having so much fun sharing a lot of that on my Instagram stories. And because I've been interacting with those accounts and sharing it to my stories, God bless the algorithm. It just keeps giving me more and more of it. And I've, it's, it's so cool. I've loved exploring all of these new artists and accounts, and it's been awesome to like connect with some of them. But the other part of it has just been that this year in the midst of the celebration of the season and all the different events that happen and end of year parties, there's also just been a ton of sadness and grief and loss coming to the forefront of, you know, hearts, minds, and social media this year. So just on Christmas Day, on December 25th, just expect big feelings, big expressions of those feelings. And they may not strictly be sadness. That's not going to be everyone's reality. It's definitely going to be, in my consciousness, it's going to be present in the people that I love and that I'll be spending time with this year. And I'll be feeling that myself. But you can also feel joy. You can also feel rage. You can feel all of these things because we are complicated humans and we have the luxury of being able to experience complex and complicated emotions. So expect that to be coming up. You know, one Christmas, oh man, how old is my son? Um, He is three. So however many Christmases ago, I actually found out I was pregnant on Christmas day. I think I took the test the following morning, but on Christmas day, I was just feeling so terrible and I took a nap and I woke up and I was just filled with rage. I saw red. I was the angriest person on planet earth. I'm pretty sure I was furious. And as we do, I took it out on the person I love most and trust most in this entire world, my husband. And I had this moment like this, this sobering moment of like, the only other time I have been this mean to him was when I was pregnant. (laughs) And I told him, I was like, I bet I'm pregnant. I bet I'm pregnant. And sure enough, I took a test and I was, um, but I'm just thinking about all the emotions that we experience around the holidays and just the spectrum of like being the angriest I've ever been in my life, but also being filled with such joy Um, I had been trying to get pregnant for over a year. And so to finally like see that was like so rewarding, but I was also so sick and so upset about everything. So um, not planning on being pregnant this year, but just expecting like a whole swing of emotions, a whole spectrum of experience, right? Uh, The day following Christmas uh, on December 26th, we have the full moon in Cancer. So this full moon in Cancer happens and will be exact after 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So it's another one of those, like, we'll feel it around Christmas, but if you want to be a specific time with your ritual, then you're shooting for it after 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This full moon is going to close out a cycle that began on the new moon in Cancer on July 17th this past year. So again, this is a good time to go reread your journals, look at your Instagram posts, check your emails, look at your calendar, see what you were doing around that time. This is going to be closing that out. Mercury retrograde on this day will also be squaring Neptune. And so it's okay if you're a little frazzled, if you're a little distracted, or you're too busy to make a ritual out of it. 
You might be, okay? Uh, there's a lot going on right now, but definitely try to get outside and look at the moon because there is something about like oh, winter moons that, mm -hmm. yes, love it. At a loss for words team, Mercury retrograde, but um, I there is something really beautiful and sacred about like a winter sky for me. I'm a winter baby team. Um, but there's just something that feels like so holy and divine. And so, uh, if you can't do a full on ritual, try to at least get outside and, and check her out on December 27th, Mercury retrograde will be conjunct Mars. Okay. So Mercury retrograde joins Mars. This feels like a good time, uh, for Mercury to act as like a type of project planner and to push back on Mars asking, you know, are you sure you're working on the right things? Are you working on the best things? Are these really the priorities? I've shared before about how Mars and Sagittarius kind of wants to burn in all directions. It's, it's lighting all fuses at once. It's, it's doing a lot all at the same time. And Mercury in Sagittarius sees the vision and understands, you know, that there is a ton of things to do, but being in the retrograde cycle and also having just been clarified by the sun, maybe is coming in with a perspective of like, Hey, I can actually help you edit this. I might be able to help you refine this minimally. Let me help you at least make sure you're pointing in the right direction before you fire, right? Today, the sun is also forming a trine to Jupiter retrograde. So it's really giving light to what you have learned or what you still need to learn, especially as Mars moves forward to form a square with Neptune. You might have like a Mr. Scrooge morning where you realize just how like fucked up your priorities have been and you're ready to reform. The ghosts have visited you and you're ready to make a new decision. This might be one of like the scary ghost moments because it's actually not until December 29th when Venus moves into Sagittarius that we really get that formal like uh, square all right, between Mars and Neptune. So let's talk about Venus moving into Sagittarius as well. So on December 29th, Venus moves into Sagittarius in the afternoon, steps into a square with Saturn. So these aspects are happening in mutable signs, okay? This square between Mars and Neptune and between Venus and uh, Saturn. So whenever I'm like listening at the planets and the signs like that, I get like a little loss. I, I think that came out right. So the thing with immutable signs is that in fixed signs, you know, it feels so like rigid. It's like do this or nothing else. Do this or break. Do this or snap. It's that like Daenerys, you know, demanding that someone bend the knee or else like she uses her dragons to burn your city. An immutable sign, it's potentially subtle or it doesn't have a pinnacle moment. Rather, it might ebb and flow as maybe a redirect. I think the thing to pay attention to with Venus and Sagittarius is the hunger that can never be satisfied. It's the longing for more and more and more. And the square to Saturn in Pisces is kind of like enough. I think that's enough. I think you've been swimming long enough, right? I think that's too much water. I think that's too much fire. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> But Venus and Jupiter right now are in mutual reception. That means that they're hanging out in each other's signs. And so the benefics are an understanding. So even though there's like some tense moments, I still feel like it's, it's, it's meaningful. Like it's, it's going to be like the silver lining. Like, you know, Saturn is telling you no more. And even though you're kind of like, oh, I wanted that, you're also like, yeah, yeah, but I, I get it. I get it. Okay. Okay. 
you know, you slapped my wrist and that kind of frustrated me, but I can see where you're coming from. And so, okay, there's, there's a bit more understanding, at least in identifying the path forward after the redirect. And then lastly, on December 30th, Jupiter stations direct. So we'll begin journeying forward again through Taurus. Hallelujah. Uh, this is the day that we also see a nice fire trine with the North Node, Mercury retrograde. And, you know, we have a Leo moon and it feels like this nice optimistic feeling. Like 2023 had its challenges and the last few weeks of December could be filled with ups and downs. But we'll move into 2024 with a third quarter moon in a stabilizing trine with Jupiter direct and Mercury stationing direct. We'll still have the Venus Saturn square to contend with. But it's going to feel like, you know, I want to go out, but I don't want to leave the house. I want to celebrate, but like I can't stop crying and I want to open up to you, but I don't want to feel vulnerable. It's kind of like a, just a lot of the... Uh, this, but also that, but, ah, but mm, it's stabilizing, but I don't know if I want to do it. And, you know, it's a lot. So if you want to hear more about working with the new year energy, if you're excited about 2024, stay with me. I'm not going to be releasing any more staff meeting episodes, but I will be releasing the last episode of the Zodiac Signs at Work series the Leo episode before the end of the year. That will be the episode that we close out 2023 with before we begin a brand new cycle in 2024. I'm super excited to bring you new episodes, new content, new guests that we're going to be talking about amazing things on how to create an awesome life by healing your past, by finding your bliss. Um, 2024 may not be your year, but it's still a year for you. And so make sure you're connecting with me, turn on notifications, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the newsletter, book a reading. I don't know, do what you want team. This is, this is a lot to get through. So survive and thrive the rest of the year. I'll catch you in the next episode and then see you in 2024. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Corporate Coven, a podcast for witches at work. Keep the magic alive by joining our newsletter at www.thatwitchfromwork.com. There you can find extra resources and book a career astrology reading with me. If you love today's episode, you can support our work by subscribing, turning on notifications, and even making monthly donations. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye, witches.